This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of uh, Talking Trucks. And today we're going to be talking about the dinosaur in the room, of course, or is a gorilla, which is not Mr. Truck, not Kent, not myself, <laughs> but the fact that Ford just unveiled uh, the brand new 2021 F-150. Uh, so with me as always is Mr. Truck, uh, Kent, uh, say hi. Hey, hey. And Andre's calling in from the road. Hey, Andre, managing editor of TFL Truck. Hey guys, welcome to TFL Talking Trucks. I am in the middle of Nebraska and I am in the Ram heavy duty truck because I'm driving it from Michigan to our headquarters in Colorado for some testing. And on this week's episode, we thought it was so important to get Andre on because it's not that often that a new F-150 is unveiled. So what we're gonna be doing is talking about the features uh, that Ford added to the truck, and we're gonna find out whether Ford did enough to compete because uh, let's face it, we are living in interesting times when it comes to uh, new trucks, specifically the electrification of new trucks. Uh, so let's get right to it. Uh, the big news, of course, guys, is let's not put it off. Uh, the fact that uh, Ford now has introduced, drumroll, a hybrid truck. Yes. You want to talk about that, Andre? Yeah, heck yeah. And they introduced a new marketing name for it. They called it the Power Boost. Power Boost, yes. Power Boost. But basically, um, so Mr. Truck and I actually were very fortunate about a year ago, we went on a 2024 Explorer launch and they did have a Explorer hybrid that we were able to test. Um, and this F-150, the brand new one in 2021, has a very uh, similar organization about how they do their gas electric hybrid. Although the engine is different. In the F-150, they're using the three and a half liter, their twin turbo V6, so one of their most powerful and most torquey gas engines. And they're mating it with a 10-speed automatic transmission, but they're sandwiching the electric motor inside of that between the transmission and the engine. So it's a, it's a full hybrid. It can operate in electric mode, gas mode, or both, but it won't go on electricity for very long. Yeah, Kent, uh, what do you think? Uh, is the world ready uh, for hybrid F-150s? Yes, I think they are. They're not ready for a full electric, but I think 
the hybrid is is going to work really well. I mean, I know last night I watched your video. Andre was on there as a guest kind of calling guy, and he was talking about you know the MPG would be the, in the city would be important because you know like I had a Fusion and it got really good city gas mileage, better than it did on a highway. And you know I'm not impressed by 700 miles. My truck now gets 700 and some miles with 36 down tank on a 3.5 at 23 miles a gallon. They're claiming that's what they ran this at at 23 miles to the gallon and with a 30 gallon tank. But if it goes, if it does amazing things in the city, that'll be such a big thing. Plus all the power advantages you have. And you know, and, and you got that regenerative braking in the city. I mean, that's the number I really want to see is how kind of fuel mileage it gets roaming around in town. Yeah, we can, we can kind of take a guess at it. I mean, if you do the math, right, uh, it comes out to just around 30 MPG. Uh, so, uh, you know, that is certainly uh, within like diesel truck numbers uh, on the highway. So if they can get a number that's 30 MPG combined on an F-150, uh, that's pretty impressive. But wait a minute. It, it's not, that wasn't my calculation. What's your um, calculation? So I, I looked um, all night. I couldn't sleep. I was pouring over the specifications on a new truck. I mean, oh my gosh, this is so... It's very important, obviously, because it's the best-selling currently. The F-Series is the best-selling truck. And they said that the hybrid, the power boost truck that they're introducing has a 30.6-gallon fuel tank. And then they said 700 miles approximately is what they thought the range would be. That only works out to 23 MPG if you divide them. Right, so, right. So um, I don't know what that number was. Is it combined? they didn't quite say that it wasn't very clear but i think what ford is doing is a couple things right so they're trying to balance the capability of the truck of the hybrid because they did quote at least about a maximum of 12,000 pounds of maximum towing that didn't mention payload uh and they're trying to balance that with the cost of the truck obviously it's because uh, it's going to be available across the entire range of trucks from excel uh to limited Right, right. Is that is that the case, Mr. Truck? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we don't. That's why I was saying twenty three, which mine I get that now. So I don't think they're telling you what the combined is. I think that was going to go up. That's one of those secrets they release later, you know, and all that stuff. And and that's that's going to be the big cool thing. Yeah, let's, let's, just get that, let's just get that out of the way right now. There's a bunch of things that they didn't tell us. Um, they didn't tell us how much it's going to cost. They didn't tell us fuel economy. They didn't tell us horsepower. They didn't tell us. Uh, capability in terms of tow rating or uh, payload. Um, they did say it was going to be available sometime when. They weren't specific about it, right? I'm expecting sometime in the fall because we know from uh, the fact that they are retooling the factories now that usually takes about a month. So we're guessing maybe in the fall. So those are the things that we don't know. But the things that we do know are that they're not really changing the engine lineup. Right, Andre? Yeah, correct. So they kept a 3.3 liter naturally aspirated gas V6, um, but they made it now to, uh, I'm sorry, there's a Nebraska semi coming by. <laughs> I apologize about that. Um, so the 3.3 liter gas engine stays. Uh, they're now mating it to a 10 speed automatic. Uh, the 2.7 liter EcoBoost stays. The three and a half liter EcoBoost stays. The five liter V8, the Coyote is staying, which, hey. which I was really pleased to know. Uh, and the, I was shocked. The three-liter diesel is also staying. Yeah, Ken, the, the, why are they keeping the diesel, dude? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's got to be the, 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 we don't know, but I'm guessing that's the slowest selling uh, of the current lineup. They have to keep it. The competition insists that they keep it. That's how that works. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, 
Chevy has a new one, and of course, so does Ram. So they're stuck with kind of that old diesel that used to be what a Land Rover engine for a long time. All right, uh, let's keep talking about the new stuff, not the old stuff. So uh, first, we've got the hybrid. Uh, the next cool thing I, I, I suppose is uh, that they also came out with this really funky uh, uh, seating position where you can actually sleep in the truck, Kent. <laughs> right, the whole the now, yeah, I love it. I can eat breakfast, the table falls down, I got the chair that lays down, I can take naps every 10 miles, it's great. <laughs> but guys, look, look, I'm in the Ram, if yeah. you're watching this on YouTube, yeah. um, I'm sorry if you're just listening to it, but I'm going to try to recline. Um, this is a Ram heavy duty truck. Yeah. No, that, that's, I cannot get all flat, I cannot. But you know, the Chevy rental truck I had in, in, in Indiana, the passenger side went totally flat. I thought that was kind of neat, but yeah. So Ford's not the first one, but yeah, power folding seats. Yeah, it's cool because it does two things, right? It not only, you might be thinking out there, it just folds the back part of the seat down, but it also lifts the bottom cushion up, making a flat surface, right? The, the one thing that, that Ford did say is it's going to be available in the upper trims, right? So it's going to be like long uh, horn or, um, you know, uh, Platinum, not or premium, not necessarily in the XLT. Probably King Ranch. Probably yeah, King, King Ranch. Ranch. Yeah, King Ranch. I, I knew I, I knew I got that wrong the second I said it. But then you, they got some kind of an a, a, a upscaled XLT now. They call it, which they can include some more things in there. But yeah, they're they're changing the models a little bit. Now before I forget that five liter, that Coyote engine, they're now saying it has cylinder deactivation. Is that the first truck engine they've ever had with that? Because you know they were staying away from that. Yeah, Chevy's had some issues with it, uh, reliability-wise, uh, because, of course, Chevy does that on a lot of their power plants. Uh, so I think you're right. I think that's the first time I've heard Ford actually do cylinder deactivation. Andre, does that sound like the first time for them? Yeah, for the truck. Uh, I think they've done it on other vehicles, um, like maybe uh, some some car engines in the past. Yeah, my, but... my, my, my old Lincoln Continental had cylinder deactivation, but it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's more spark plug related. <laughs> but I think I think what's happening here is obviously um, every manufacturer is pressured to be more efficient, right? And I'm glad that at least Ford felt like the V8 was still necessary, even though their EcoBoost twin turbo engines are very popular right now because they've been around for almost 10 years and now they're one of their best selling engines. Uh, but I'm glad they kept the Coyote because it sounds great and they're trying yeah. to make it more efficient. Um, and by the way, they also made the truck more aerodynamic. So talking about efficiency, even though they didn't disclose any EPA numbers, uh, they talked about uh, the chin that comes down, right? So, yeah. so that's a RAM feature actually, that RAM first introduced, uh, I shouldn't say it's a RAM feature, but RAM first introduced it in the 2019 RAM 1500, where at speed, there is a powered little air dam that comes down, makes the truck more aerodynamic. Uh, Ford is using a similar feature. It may work in a slightly different way, but a similar thing to make it more dynamic, more slippery, um, and also more efficient. And they got active grill shutters too. And that, that's such cool to watch that dam go up and down. The off-road guys will love it. Hitting curbs will love it. It's it's awesome. Hey Kent, what what do you think of that new uh, folding uh, gear selector lever? Right. So what it is basically is. You can take the gear selector level, which is now located in between the seats, and you can fold it down, and then you can take and flip 
the armrest forward, creating kind of a flat workspace for like your computer. I thought that was really slick. Did you like that? Is that something? Yeah, I mean, they can do the same thing with a column shifter and not have to have a folding gear shift. But you know, the reason they have that T-shifter is Steve McQueen and Bullet. Everybody wanted that old Mustang with that Hearst T-shifter making Phil Omancho when you're driving. So Ford thinks, yeah, these guys all want to play with the T-shifter. That's why I left it there. It's really a popular option. But that is so awesome. It folds forward. I've been sleeping in, and living in trucks for years. I mean, I had a little RAM gadget that went up and put my laptop on so I could see it. I had a, a Cabela's little thing with the middle seat that I put my laptop on. But, man, think about having eating in there and you and your computer in there playing cards in there. I think it's wonderful. All right. How about the 12-inch screen? I mean, that's something, of course, that, that Ram first uh, introduced, but now Ford's bringing in a 12-inch screen. They've got two of them. they got the one in the middle. You know, it's all horizontal. Then the main gauge cluster is 12 inches of, you know, it's all video thing. That's neat. I almost like the vertical or the horizontal one better than the vertical one in Ram, the way I look at things. But, yeah, I think it's, it's you know, it's cool. There's so much electronics. They had to go to a... a a hybrid because they got so many electronics. You got a zillion buttons you push it in there. You need a lot of power. They're going to start putting these giant 24 volt batteries in them next. Yeah, and Andre, speaking of technology, Ford is now also doing over the air updates, right? Including uh, including uh, hardware for the truck that allows it to eventually uh, become self driving. Yeah, they did announce that Sync 4 is their next major update, major version. Right now, I believe they're on the 3.4 uh, version of this, their infotainment system. Um, and what I hear from people who are familiar with the design, and actually they announced a lot of this already, that the look and feel will remain mostly the same. Obviously the different screen sizes will differ from vehicle to vehicle. I'm glad they're going actually, uh, they had to get a bigger screen, right? You know, they, they couldn't because RAM already has a 12-inch screen, although in a different orientation. Uh, I think Ford really had to step up, but not just with screens. They had to step up with interior quality, design, layout, all that stuff they had to do. Yeah, and I think they did it. I mean, we, we didn't get a chance to get hands on the truck, but looking at the video, it looks much more upscale than the last uh, uh, version of it. Now, um, I've got, I'm holding up this giant Ford pen uh, because- Why? Why? Because Ford now has thoughtfully found a place for me to store it in the tailgate. <laughs> right, we got tailgate wars going on, and now Ford has come out with this. Uh, uh, well, let's call it the Leatherman of tailgates. Did you see that, Kent? I mean, all this stuff you can do on the tailgate. Oh, yeah, they call it Leatherman. I mean, that's yeah. I'm the tight ends I like to go across the tailgate, and you want the tight ends you use for bottle opener. Like I don't really need that, but anyway, and yeah, they got a, a ruler on there. They've got places to put your C clamps. So you can chop up all your wood. I mean, yeah, they got a place to put your little, your uh, iPad, your pencils, your cup holders. Yeah, that's awesome. And that puppy goes power up and down. You can't beat that. It, it can. <laughs> um, but do you think, Mr. Truck, is that just gimmicky? I mean, the only feature I really love is that you can actually properly clamp a piece of wood and cut it. Uh, I think that's really cool. Um, but, but do you really need to put your pen on a tailgate? Well, look, look, you know, they also got a map of Detroit in their sport models. Like, who needs that? And just like a Ram, they have that thing to show how to do the angles of your, your trusses when you build a house in the, inside the glove by the uh, console. Who needs that? I mean, it's just so they can keep adding to the list of all the new things they've added. That's how that works. But, yeah, it's kind of nice, but it's not like I'd pay money for any of that. 
All right, how about would you pay for the new inverters? Because next to that tailgate are now big old electric plugs where you can, depending on which uh, version you get, you can actually plug in things like, well, like, well, like let's say mixers to make your Friday afternoon margaritas, Kent, if that's what you drink. Or if you actually want to use it for something more practical, you can plug in power equipment. And there's uh, two, right? There's a seven kilowatt hour one, which is a pretty big one. And then there's a smaller one, uh, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, you could go and uh, do some pretty badass camping and power oh. your, your whole little uh, tent setup. That's the whole thing. If you got your own you know, power inverter, that's quieter. A quieter generator, you could run, yeah, your RVs, you could charge all that stuff and not have to have all those little tag-along, you know, uh, generators. But, no, that is so cool. And it, they, they, that's available in all the models. Throw it down the work truck. Of course, the work truck guys need it. But, yeah, with, with the 7.2, you can just power anything. With the 2, uh, the 2.2 or 2.4, the other part where Smaller you can dec yeah. decide whichever one you want, I mean, that, that is really good. And then if you don't get the hybrid, they also have it so you can get a two kilowatt one off of like two truck batteries so that everybody can use it for something. So there's a lot of options of doing with batteries. And that is so awesome. But yeah, having power, that's one thing I wish I had my 150 was just a plug in the, in the bed. My plugs are all in the cab. Like I'm plugging in the cab. Yeah, Andre, I mean, you could use it for what? You, you got a boat that you're towing around. I guess you could use it uh, to uh, power your boat. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to mention margaritas. Actually, okay. I've never seen Mr. Chuck drink a margarita, so I don't, I don't I think you know, Are you more of a beer guy, Kent? I'm whatever 007 drinks. I'm a martini guy, dude. Ah. <laughs> no, Chicken, not stirred. <laughs> no, I mean, Roman, the possibilities are endless. I mean, uh, remember recently we did a video where we used a Honda generator to, to power, try to charge an electric car. Um, and this with seven uh, kilowatt power available, that's an optional uh, inverter in the new F-150. I mean, the possibilities are endless. They showed what, up to four plugs at once. Uh, I believe you can actually plug in at the same time so you can run four different things. Uh, that's really great. And boating, camping or working, everything I think is, will benefit from that. Yeah, that's what you can do for all those Teslas that try to tow trailers that are parked all around the country waiting to get charged. You can run around and help those poor guys who yeah. think they can tow trailers with a Tesla. There is a caveat. I believe you have to have the engine running for those to work. So uh, you're, you're just shifting where you're getting, you know, for all you guys who are wondering, is this environmentally friendly or not? Um, you're kind of just shifting where, where you're burning the oil, you know, at, at the, at the uh, power plant versus now inside your truck, right? I mean, it, it, it just, shifts it, it doesn't necessarily help in terms of uh, making things more green. What you're doing that's is... A, go ahead. And, right, and, that's because, and that's because the hybrid, even the hybrid has a pretty small battery, right? Yeah, 1.5 I mean, kilowatt hour, which compared to yeah. like our long-term Tesla, which has 100, is pretty tiny. It's, it's basically the same hybrid that's in the Escape right now. Uh, you know, the same battery size. Let me yeah. have though when you're out doing your test is to take that and compare like a Honda generator to the Ford yeah, you know, charging yeah. up an RV and see which one uses the most fuel. That's a really good test to do. Yeah, that's that's something that definitely should be on our to-do list. So thanks, Ken. Let's keep going now. The other cool thing uh, that they were showing was this little uh, uh, touch screen on the screen that allows you to actually configure where the different lights are on the truck. So if you're out uh, working at night or if you're out camping, you can actually change, you know, which light is lighting what part of your local campsite or your local work site. It's really cool. Yeah, I like the outside lighting. That's just so awesome. You know, that uh, 
they, you don't they, sound convinced, Ken. You, 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 you don't sound convinced that you care about lights. <laughs> well, I work at night too, you know, sometimes when I'm not supposed to be, but no, it's a, it's a good thing out there to have more lights. When you got all this power, you might as well hook up. Dude, dude, our drive-in movie theaters powered by your truck. Yeah, it'd be awesome. All right, Andre, how about styling? It, it, to me, it looks very similar to the current truck. I know it's more aerodynamic, but if you were to put the two together, I think you'd have a hard time telling them apart. The, the lights are a little different. And I'm going to say it because people have been saying it. This is not me, but a lot of people are seeing a lot of GMC in the current headlight design, especially of the 2021 F-150. Yeah, I think we can transition now. This is a good segue because we, I really want to get to the bottom of this. Did they do enough to redesign the new F-150 or did they not? Um, and I think we can use styling to kind of kick that off. And uh, so they made a statement um, because we were all watching the live reveal and all the information that they put out. They said every exterior panel is new on the new 2021 F-150. Uh, and I... I trust them, obviously, they designed it, they tweaked it in the um, wind tunnels and all that stuff. But if you don't look at the headlights, I couldn't tell that it was redesigned. Yes, the front end is distinct. I can tell them apart because I'm, you know, I'm the managing editor of a, of a truck uh, outlet, right? It's my job to understand how it's different. But, but could your wife but, tell apart? But I don't know if my wife could, um, mm -hmm. just from a distance. She would probably recognize it as a Ford. So that's important. I, I, I think they kept that distinctive, you know, kink in the, in the window in the front, right? They, they kept that kind of character of a Ford truck, um, but it's very evolutionary. Um, it wasn't, you know, they didn't go with like vertical headlights or something else that's crazy. And then in the back, it's even harder to tell them apart, right? In the rear, um, it kind of looks like, um, well, it looks good, but it, doesn't look different from what it was. What do you think, Ken? Are you, are you a fan of the uh, design language? Well, who needs 11 different grills for crying out loud? You can't even <laughs> figure them out. I mean, yeah, too many choices, but no. Yeah, maybe it's five. Not, yeah, it's, <laughs> they, they're, they're bragging about 11, but you know, the you look at the, the King Ranch things on there, put those little embossed flags in the corners, which I really like, it's steel flags. And then they have a horse color oh. in there somewhere, and then they got a, a horse carriage uh, thing engraved in there. Well, the horse carriages weren't for the King Ranch. The Cowboys didn't go to the little carriage, jump off their little wagon and go inside. No, that's for the doctors and the businessmen. So I don't know, they're kind of mis mixing up their, their demographics there. But yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I really like the dash, the way the layout is, a little bar in the middle. There's several things that they've done. I think that look really good. And you know, I think they've got three headlight configurations, but the, the mirrors are shaped different. There's a lot of things that are different on it. But yeah, I, I couldn't look at the side. I couldn't tell a difference at all. But and how, how about um, size-wise, Andre? You, you looked at the specs. It's very similar, right? It, they didn't make usually. Uh, they they you know can change the specs to make it taller or longer or wider. None of that really. Yeah, as far as uh, uh, wheelbases are the same. Is that true, Mr. Truck? What no, what are you signaling? It, it says that the tires are three quarter inch more to the outside. It's less than half inch on each side. Who's going to notice that? I mean, it's not going to give you a big difference in handling, but three quarters of an inch wider tire track. So, so the question is, did they, did they change the chassis around or did they keep the chassis? And right now the feeling is maybe they kept the same chassis or at least a very similar version of the current one. That's what it sounds like. So, uh, but I think when they redesigned the truck previously in 2015, you know, the previous generation uh, of the F-150, they did a lot of work on that frame, right? They, 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 it was a huge 
I would say leap in what they did in as far as frame design. It was much more rigid, much more strong. It was safer, etc. Um, and I think probably they said, you know, it was redesigned already. Why, you know, just we don't need to redesign it again. So I think I kind of understand that. Um, and then the dimensions overall for all the cap sizes are the same, including the interior volume um, as far as like legroom or headroom or hip room on a crew cab is the same. So from that standpoint, you know, they're calling it the all new truck, but from that standpoint, it doesn't seem all new. You know, when you think about how Chevrolet redesigned their Silverado in 2019, um, they kept the engines, right? GM kept their engines mostly intact, but they changed the wheelbases, they updated the frame, they updated the bed, brand new bed, brand new cab. Um, the styling was controversial, right? That felt like an all new truck. Uh, this Ford feels like a, it's, you know, it's improving, it's getting a lot of new features, but it's not all new. Yeah, and you know, um, that's really the heart of this question, right? We're, we're at a time right now where I, I think it's fair to say, guys, that electric trucks are the most uh, exciting thing that's happened in the automotive world. And that, that just includes all cars, right? The, 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 you know, we, we spent the last 10 years covering cars and trucks, and I've never seen as much um, excitement around anything like the Rivian, which is, you know, the, the new electric truck that came out two years ago in L.A., and then I thought you couldn't get any more excited. And then the Cybertruck hit and everybody completely lost their, you know what? Um, so within a period of, I would say realistically, a year, maybe less actually, probably more like eight months, right? Six months. We're going to see uh, electric trucks hit the market. Um, and then the question becomes, did Ford do enough to maintain uh, their leadership? What do you think, Kent? I mean, you know, with Rivian rolling out a truck yesterday also, the new company, um, Lordstown, said that they want to be the first to have the first mass-produced electric truck on the market at, starting at $52,000. Uh, Tesla is going to have theirs out now probably in about, what, less than two years with the Cybertruck. Uh, uh, and I'm just touching the, the beginning of this, right? Chevy's going to have a say in this when they unveil their Hummer electric truck whenever that happens. Um, do you think that from that perspective, Ford did enough or, 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 or are they going to, are they going to lose market share? Are people going to be like, yeah, I like the F-150, but I'm going to go try Rivian. Well, you've got to look at the big picture and see, that's what everybody keeps forgetting is how Ford was ahead of the game there. That big cab, they've had that for what, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, everybody else jumped on board and, but Ford's had it. Brake controller. They had that back 2005 before everybody else did it. You know, a lot of that stuff, they're way ahead of the kind of towing mirrors that they have. So People are now catching up to them, thinking of Ford's behind. Well, Ford was ahead of all that. But, you know, now they're trying to do the small thing, just like you know, under, under the back seat. It's got that storage now. Like the Super Duty already has several years now. But mine, I had to add one from the SEMA to put it under. You need to have the stuff to stop rolling out from under your seat. Now it folds and it locks and does all that. Same way with it's got a two-door glove box, which Chevy had that 10 years ago. I mean, there's some things are catching up, and most of the time they're leading the pack. So it looks like they're behind when they're really ahead. So you're saying you're saying people are gonna uh, are gonna stick with the Ford and not not roll the dice on the Rivian when it comes out, let's say February of this of next year. I think for a while there'll be a few rich people out there who've got nothing else to do who buy those electric trucks, you know, for write off on their taxes and all that stuff. Depends on what their GVW is, but you know, yeah, I think, and that's why you got to be careful when you change the whole truck because you have people liking that. I mean, this is actually a good looking body and it has been for several years. If you go and do something dramatic, you'll be have to make that. That, what's that one called? The Dodge Ram keeps making. That's the old the heritage model. 
So that, that you avoid making these heritage models if you just keep a model that people really like. And there's no reason we can't have a truck look the same for 10 years, not quite like Toyota and Nissan. But I mean, you know, I mean, people like the look, people, look, I like the look. I mean, I'd hate to have it really mess it up because that happens sometimes these design guys. Go look at the, the Chevrolet heavy duty. It took people a year to start liking the look of that. And that's what, that's the danger of it is, is getting too dramatic. So what do you think, Andre? Are people going to roll the dice on electric trucks or are they going to stay with the tried and true uh, Blue Oval? Well, I think Ford is um, obviously introducing electricity slowly. Yeah. The hybrid yeah. is the example, right? Um, and uh, will, will a Rivian truck in combination with Lordstown, maybe some others, some smaller companies like Bollinger, will they put a dent in in the Ford sales, um, it's hard to say. I, I think it depends on the price point and kind of capability of, of, of like the Rivian, for example. We haven't driven any of these trucks, by the way. The Rivian or the Bollinger or, you know, the Tesla. Of course, there's only like two prototypes in the world, maybe. I did get to ride in it. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> oh, yeah. You look cool in that vehicle, buddy. Golly. Uh, so, so I was talking to Alex Dykes, Alex on Autos, and I said the same question to him. Do they do enough? And he, he, he made an interesting point. He said he won't take electric trucks seriously until you sell at least 100,000 of them. Uh, and that's a good point. I mean, you know, it's an unproven technology. Uh, 100K is a big number. And then I, I thought to myself, that's true, Alex, but if you're going to wait till you sell 100,000 of them to take it seriously, you're already behind the ball. At that point, you're, you're already, uh, you know, playing catch up. It's, it's a dangerous game, but I think Ford's been there. I mean, the, obviously, they're watching their competition, as is everybody else. Yesterday, like you said, Roman, Rivian made an announcement. Lordstown made an announcement. Ram made an announcement with the TRX. Um, so I think they're all watching each other very carefully. Um, and as soon as somebody says, you know, I can tow 13,420 pounds, Somebody else will say, I can tow 13,425. You know, Kent, Kent, you wrote an email. You said, you know, when you're the big dog, all the little dogs gang up on you. That's kind of what it felt like <laughs> yesterday. When, when all the other manufacturers were out there trying to steal the limelight with their own announcements. That's true. Just like what Ram has done. You know, they're starting to talk about all kinds of things they can do with a hybrid. And yeah, that's, that's how it works. You know, they're, they're, all, they're very competitive. And that's, you know, that's what they called. And, and Ford, you know, went on a lot of things that I think need fixed, like voice recognition. They said he improved that. Well, I have to yell at my stupid truck. It never does work right on navigation. There's a lot of things like that that just irritate the hell out of me. But, you know, the projector headlights, all those things, they're, they're catching up somewhat, too. The brake controller confuses me because one picture shows it above the Pro Trader Assist. One picture shows it below, and they moved the Super Duty up there, and I complained about that until they moved it. And now I thought they had fixed that in the 150, but we'll see. And then you know, they got a headlight looks around the corner. I think Ram or somebody has that already too. So that's what they do. If they see a uh, you know a feature that the other guys have that really is is popular, of course they're going to jump all over it. That's what they do. And pretty soon they're going to keep adding so many things to it. And there you are. Now they're really getting tricky on the numbers too. You know they talk about the hybrids will be over twelve thousand towing and all that, but then they'll say it's best in class for uh, whatever it is trailering for payload, and then they'll they'll switch part of that over to just 150s in general. So they're trying to hide some of the numbers. So it look, almost looks to me like, of course, you're going to have the highest horsepower out with that extra motor on the hybrid, and they're going to try to probably do a higher tow rating with that truck. But we'll, we'll see which way they go with that. But 
of course they want to be the number one in each class. They, they love being the top of the class. That seems to be a big goal in OEMs is, you know, leading class, leading stuff. Yeah, and you know, Andre, there's one manufacturer that we haven't talked about, and we should because uh, they certainly are the leader in hybrid technology, and that is Toyota. And we're pretty sure, uh, about as sure as we can be, that the next generation of Tundra is going to be a hybrid. It's going to be a, you know, uh, a V6 twin turbo hybrid. And Toyota uh, started the hybrid uh, vehicle right back with the Prius now, gosh, almost 30 years ago. Uh, and so you got to wonder if Ford uh, tried to anticipate the Tundra by uh, announcing this hybrid before the next Tundra is announced. I, th I think they did, of course. Um, and yeah, I mean, Toyota is still kind of the sleeping, the sleeping giant here. Yes, they don't sell as many trucks as Ford or GM or Ram, but I mean, they have the capability of creating a very special truck. Uh, but when I look at the new F-150, uh, I think Ford tweaked the right areas, right? They tweaked as much as we know. We don't know about power or fuel efficiency, but I think they've tweaked the right areas. And I think a Ford uh, customer now, I think that's enough to upgrade, maybe move on to a new truck. But I don't think they made a huge splash like, oh my goodness, now, you know, now this truck you know, has air suspension, all four corners can go up and down and, you know, you know, you know what I don't get, guys? I mean, um, for some reason, like Tesla has cornered the market on sexy electric, right? Because everything we do that is Tesla and electric just blows up. People are super interested in it. And what I mean by that, there's a lot of buzz around it. Now, hybrid is kind of the kiss of death, right? Hybrid to a lot of people, at least from where I'm sitting, which is reading the comments and doing stories, is, is you know, the, the, the boring part of, of the industry. It's, it just represents things that aren't fun and interesting, right? They're more uh, cerebral. Um, uh, and so I, I worry because for some reason, electricity has become sexy, whereas hybridization has become boring. Um, and I don't know if that's gonna hold true with trucks, uh, but certainly that is a way you could look at it with cars. Yeah, but I think it's a stepping stone. What do you think, Mr. Truck? Is it, is exactly, it, you know, yeah. You're right. That's what the, you can't go full electric jump on here for the truck that has to have towing capacity. You got to jump up hybrid first. And I think that makes sense to get people to understand electricity and what it can do for them. And then you go full electric. No, I think this is the right plan. So, so I guess I'm, I'm wondering why didn't Ford consider putting in the aviator power plant? And maybe that's something they're going to put into the Raptor, right? So we get to test drive the aviator uh, and the aviator, if I recall right, has, you know, a hybrid plug-in hybrid system uh, that allows you to drive, you know, up to, I think it's like 30 or 40 miles. And then the best part of it is it gives you 600 pound foot of torque. So is that yeah. something that maybe Ford is saving for the Raptor? Because we need to talk about the Raptor. Uh, Andre, why don't you talk about, well, Steve actually asked about the Raptor. and what, what did Ford say? Yeah, so this is a big topic. Obviously, the Raptor was never mentioned yesterday, right? When Ford revealed the new F-150. Um, they're focused on the F-150 specifically for a reason, obviously, but the Raptor was never mentioned. Uh, sorry about that. I'm at the truck stop. I apologize. Um, but Steven got a chance to ask some Don't of the... apologize for being at a truck stop, Andre. That's where you should oh. be, dude. I, I know. There's a lot lizard in his back seat. You see that behind him? There's a lot lizard. <laughs> no, no, there's nobody. There's nobody. There's nobody here. I'm just apologizing from the sound perspective. The sound is not, you know, uh, perfect. But uh, but there are a lot of cool trucks around me. Anyways, uh, Stephen got a chance to ask Ford directly 
is the new Raptor coming? Um, and the answer as close as I can um, uh, give you without, you know, changing the meaning, they said, they said the Raptor will be there. We're not talking about it now. Yeah. So, so, so they didn't say it's going away for a year or two or it's coming immediately or it's being built now. They didn't, they couldn't, they didn't want to go one way or another. Obviously it's on purpose. Um, but the TRX is coming. So TRX, obviously they said it's coming this year. And for those of you guys who are familiar, the TRX is Ram's version of the Raptor sort of kind of with the Hellcat power plant. So up to 707 yeah. horsepower. Yeah. And from everything we know about the TRX prototypes, this is the Ram TRX or also known as Ram Rebel TRX. Um, it's got a wide stance, so it's got a lot of travel, it's got a lot of power, it's got four-wheel drive permanent um, system, according to some of the prototypes we've seen. Um, it's got, you know, like you said, a Hellcat engine, um, and a lot of capability and a lot of potential to really go head-to-head -head against the Raptor. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so I'm thinking maybe I'm a little crazy, but maybe that's the next step for the Raptor. Maybe you're going to take the, you know, the plug-in hybrid out of the aviator and put it into uh, the next Raptor. And usually what happens with the Raptor, at least what's happened in the previous generations, is that it has gone away for a year while the new F-150 rolled out, and then they brought it in like year two of production. Uh, and this year we don't know if it's going away. But we do know that Ram announced yesterday that the TRX is coming late summer. Uh, so if the Raptor goes away for a year while they switch over model years, uh, that just leaves like green fields for the TRX, I, I, and I don't see Ford doing that. I just, I just don't. Ford is so competitive, especially with trucks, that I don't, I can't see them walking away from the Raptor when, after ten years, their biggest competitor launches their truck. Well, you know, that's what they'll have to do with the Raptor because that TRX is such a really cool sounding V8. It really rumbles. They'll have to record that and put it in <laughs> the Raptor when it's on electric mode, so it sounds like a really cool V8. But what yeah, if, that, that'd go over well with Ford fans. <laughs> the TRX sound. <laughs> but Mr. Chuck, tell us, tell us all the secrets. Do you know is Ford is Ford hiding a V8 engine somewhere under uh, under covers? Are they going to put the 7.3 into the Ford F-150? Wouldn't that be badass? They're bringing back the V10. You know, they're going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, there's all kinds of terrible things going on. No. I remember back when I saw some prototype Raptors, I mean, a decade ago, and they had the 054 in their, what was that, little lightning, and they were putting ice cubes on top of the intercooler to cool it off. They had a whole thing with air conditioning ice cubes, and I was running a track running around those. So, yeah, they're always up to some crazy thing. You never know what they're going to do. All right, so so uh, let's 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 wrap this up. Um, I'll start with you, Andrew, and I'll come back down. Did Ford do enough? Uh, yes, no, maybe. And if, if maybe, what, what did they not do that they needed to do? I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Um, I think they will maintain mostly their sales, but I I guess maybe I had high hopes. I, I was really uh, hoping for some, you know, maybe a hydrogen fuel cell F-150 or something else that they could pull out and really, really go after the market. Um, so my answer is no. They did not do enough. No military grade uh, hydrogen uh, vehicle. <laughs> power right all right how about you Ken? yes no maybe yes i think they did i mean they may be small things you got to look at but you know it's like a lot of vehicles you know ram did that with their truck and they came out it took a while to figure out all the things that were different and that's why they need us to explain all those things so no i think it's really good i think there's enough 
stuff in there that's really cool. I mean, you know, trying to please all the markets. They went to a taller diameter tire. You know, it's what's better for off-road, better cushion on off-road, and the air dam thing. They're doing, they're trying to be one for everybody. So whatever your hobby is, you can do it. And you know, they they made a lot of improvements. I mean, now you know, like on my truck, 90 degrees outside, you stop start and you're hot because half the air goes away. Well, this generator, if you get the hybrid one, it doesn't go away. It's a belt-driven starter now. So there's there's several things that are small enough that you will notice if the salesman explains it to you or we explain it well enough. So I say, yes, I think they, they did enough. I'm I'm surprised. I took more notes on this deal than I've ever taken notes because I couldn't video it. But, man, oh, macro, I got a whole book of notes on what they did change on it. So, no, I I like it. There's a lot of things in there just enough to, to get interesting. And that, that hybrid really makes me excited, all the things I can do with that power I mean, you know, the, and the extra horsepower and what that translates to towing. I'm excited to see what 100, you know, 100% torque can do off an electric motor in a pickup. I'm going to say yes to current, the current Ford F-150 customers. I think if you're already an F-150 customer, certainly the uh, hybrid, and if not that, then the fact that you can plug your house into it now gives you a reason to, to you know, go and trade in. I'm not sure if they did enough to convince uh, non-Ford truck buyers. And of course, uh, if you're a Chevy, Ram, Toyota, or Nissan guy or gal, you're probably going to stay one of those. Uh, just that's the way it is with trucks in America. Well, guys, uh, thank you very much uh, for listening and watching. Uh, Ken, thank you very much uh, for uh, your um, expertise. Where should people go if they want to find more Mr. Truck reviews? Well, MrTruck.tv or MrTruck.com. Yeah, just go to all of them. All right, there you go. Uh, and uh, Andre, when are you going to get your butt back here? We need you back here in Colorado, not in the truck stop in Nebraska. Come on back. Uh, four hours. Uh, I'm, I'm on my way. All right. Well, guys, thank you. Uh, and remember, come back next time for more Talking Trucks. See you guys next time. Ciao. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.